Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Well, hello, beautiful. We are having another live chance to talk. It's again, 2022. So we want to start the year off right. We're talking about goals. We're talking about hitting those goals. We're talking about you being the best version of you. And so today we're talking about the three keys to having success, I think in any business, but definitely in the beauty business. It's interesting because as I'm coming up with the topic for today, last week we were talking about numerology and it's January and that's number one. And one is usually about, you know, working on yourself and being the best version of yourself. And I think that's true with reaching our goals, right? We think about January and resolutions. And even if you don't set resolutions, hopefully you have like an intention for the year, right? You have to have goals. You have to know where you're going to get there. You wouldn't just get in a car and just drive, (laughs) say, pack the bags, kids, we're going on vacation and have no idea where you're going, right? That would be fun, but it really wouldn't be as productive. So we want to think about our beauty business and we want to think about what we need to get there. And I think this is true with any goals. And as I was really reflecting on 2020 and 2021, I have to tell you guys, 2020 and 2021 for me was like a dumpster fire. Okay, I don't know about you. I mean, there were some good moments and there was like, you know, there were moments of joy and obviously we reached goals and we impacted a lot of lives. But personally, I was going through a lot and I'm still, I'm always going through, you know, things like that. That's just the level of growth. That's just life. But I'm always reflecting on how do I need to be better? What can I do? And so I bring you these humbly to not to say I figured it all out, but just this is what I figured out at this moment. (laughs) At this moment, I've come up with these three keys as I've studied success, as I've looked at what has helped other people. And so I'm looking at millionaires and billionaires and what are they doing? that is bringing them success. The three things that I really thought about it for success is skills. And that's not just your skills of doing the beauty service, but it's your skills in marketing, your skills in sales, right? All of the skills that you bring. The next thing is your, I'm gonna say character traits, but also habits, right? So your habits become your character traits. So your skills that you bring, right? Your skills and your beauty services and your marketing, your habits, which our actions become our habits, become our traits, right? The character traits. And then the third thing is your beliefs. You know, we could go into a deep rabbit hole on the mindset beliefs. Beliefs are so huge. I remember when I was first, maybe not first getting started doing permanent makeup, but definitely like it had only been a few years and I was charging around $500 for eyebrows, which was the standard, right? My business is in New York City. So, 
It could be a lot higher, but the standard in the US and around um, that area was around $500. And I heard of this other artist that was charging $2,000, okay? So let me just say that I believed that I could only charge $200. My thought process was, it's not that I didn't think that my skills were good enough, I just thought the market wouldn't pay over $500. But then my beliefs were challenged when I found out that this other artist was charging $2,000. And you know, you might've heard of the story, I think his name is Roger Bannister or Banniford. I'm sorry, I'm gonna mess that up, but he's one that broke the four minute mile. Up until that point, nobody had run a four minute mile. After he ran the four minute mile, there were like 15 other people that did it that same year. So after he showed it was possible, then others were able to do it because they believed it was possible. So when you believe it's possible, you set bigger goals for yourself. So let me just go back to my eyebrow story. So what I did is I then raised my prices to 750. It was a scary jump. Now I will say that at that time I was also busy. I had a thriving clientele. This whole like idea of like charge what you're worth. Yes, I agree with that. You should charge what you are worth, but you also have to go with what the market will pay. And so if you're not super busy, it might be a while till you're able to bring that in. So I think that many artists actually have the opposite problem where they need to raise their prices and they hold off on it too long. They don't raise their prices because they're afraid of losing clients. And I think that's where I was at at that point. So I was busy. You know, when you look at your business, you look at there are different stages, right? There's startup, there's buildup, there's growth. So startup would be like you're just getting your training, you're just getting your license. Build up is where you're starting to build up your clientele and get clients. Growth is where now you have consistent clients and you're looking for new platforms, new ways of bringing in clients. And then scaling is where you're really trying to get more time back. And you're looking at other avenues of revenue, right? That would be scaling the business. Think about that. There's startup, there's build up, there's growth, there's scale, and then there's like impact. So I was already past the, obviously the startup and the buildup. And I was kind of, actually I was in the buildup to growth stage, right? So that's where I was at. And if you are in those areas and you are booked consistently months in advance, then it's usually time to raise your prices. And don't just do it like a little bit because you know, then you're like, after you raise it, you're like, oh, I should have raised it more. And then I always have students that come back and like, oh, somebody bought it and I didn't think it would sell. And that just happened actually in our Facebook group today in the Elevate program. Just shout out Jenny in Sweden. She just posted a hashtag cue the confetti that she had raised her prices and somebody bought her premium service that she didn't think people would buy. And so that happens. And so that was made possible for me when I saw that this other artist was charging $2,000 for her brows service. Then I started saying, oh, I think I could charge $750. And then I raised it. And then after a year or two, I think I raised it even more. So that's when you start to realize what's possible. But beliefs, so what do you believe is possible? And this is also why having that community around you is so important because others will show you, you'll see that they are reaching for goals and achieving them. And then all of a sudden you think, gosh, if they can do it, I can do it.
right? So having that support, that structure to somebody push you to say, yes, you can do it, but also someone saying like, this is possible. That's where I also then decided to raise my touch-up prices, right? We start to change our beliefs and we start to dream a bigger dream for ourselves. So getting around those people that are doing things that are bigger than you helps you see that it's possible. There is a well-known, I think he's a millionaire, billionaire. His name is Alex Mimosi, if you want to check him out. And he has, I don't know what he's worth, like 50 million a year or something. I'm not sure what he's doing, his money wealth. But what is important about that is when we study success, one of the things that he says is he was in a mastermind group where they're making millions monthly and he was the one making the lowest amount and he started studying what they do, right? And so that's key. I remember being in a mastermind group myself. This was in 2017 and we all wrote down our goals, right? And there was somebody else in the group who was also in the beauty industry, a little bit different. She coached hairstylists. And so mine is usually beauty professionals like permanent makeup and lashes and estheticians. So a little bit different, but similar niches. And we write down our goals and she just happened to go first in the circle to kind of claim it and say what she was working on. And then the group gives feedback and hearing her goals. I was like, wow, I need to dream bigger. Anyways, so hopefully you are dreaming big dreams, but we started with, remember we're talking about the three keys. The first one is the belief that you can get there. And this is where you need to examine your beliefs. Why do you believe that, right? Um, who taught you that, right? Like I grew up with beliefs of, oh, you have to be a good girl. I'll put that in quotes and you have to follow the rules in certain ways. It's interesting when you grow up with those ideas of maybe you have to even ask for permission to go to the restroom and you can't even trust your body, then it's hard to be an entrepreneur and know what to trust and start trusting in yourself and kind of breaking out of the norm or breaking out of the rules and things like that. So you kind of have to go back and examine like, what do you believe? Who taught you that? I know for a lot of us, we have the belief that you have to work hard for money. The interesting thing about that is if you believe you have to work hard for money, you will constantly be on that hustle hamster wheel and you never really stop to enjoy life, right? You feel like the to-do list. Now we all have a to-do list that's never ending, but if your belief is that you have to work hard for money, then you have to say, now who taught me that? right? Your parents probably taught you that with good intentions, right? Because they wanted you to be motivated. They didn't want you to be lazy, but then that also leads to sometimes burnout, right? Where we don't know when to stop, where we don't know when to not tap the brakes a little bit and have some self-care, right? So you have to say like, where are there examples or evidence that you don't have to work hard for money. One of the big examples, I know people that I see working out in the fields, because we have a lot of agriculture in California. And so I'll see people working out in the fields, sometimes in the hot sun, and they're not getting paid very much money. And let me just tell you, they're working hard. So hard work does not equal money. I know people that make a few trades on the stock market or do a few deals, and they make a lot of money. And I would not say that's hard work. Obviously it takes the connections and the intellect, all of those things, but hard work and money do not equal each other. So looking at those beliefs 
and start examining them and start poking holes in them to say like, okay, is this serving me or is it not serving me? And you'll see also, is it true? And what's the opposite of that? You know, you can start to say, listen, money flows to me easily. I love if you ever listen to, this is a little bit of law of attraction. This is Bob Proctor and you can Google or YouTube them. He has videos that he says, it's an affirmation. It is, I am so happy and grateful that money flows to me consistently, easily, and quickly for the greater good of all. It's something like that, right? And so what if you started to believe that abundance is all around and really believe it, not just be like hashtag blessed, Right? Like not just a pretty Canva graphic, but really believe that abundance is your birthright and that your flow is coming in and money is just a way to help you do more with your time and give back and have more impact. And it's not evil and it's not that belief, right? So looking at those beliefs of like, yeah, okay, I do need to work smart for money, right? We can be very, very busy in our activities but not be productive. So what are the beliefs that are holding me back? You know, oftentimes, by the way, hand raised on this guilty, we have beliefs of we have to do these things to show that we're worthy, that we have, maybe you have beliefs that if you show up on camera, you might make a mistake and then you'll look unprofessional and your business will crash or people will know that you're an imposter or you're not who you say you are. Right. We've all heard of, I think at this point, most people have heard of imposter syndrome, like that idea of that any minute now, someone's going to find out that we're not as great as they think we are, right? That our self-belief, right? So looking at those beliefs, because you've probably also heard the expression, if you believe you can, or if you believe you can't, either way, you are right. So really looking at those beliefs of, yeah, okay. I can do this. And so when we're talking about money, just as a side note, when you're looking at money, there are two kind of universal truths with that. And that is, if you solve bigger problems, you can make more money for a solution that is in demand, right? So for example, if you look at a general doctor and then you look at a orthopedic surgeon, maybe a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, right? So they do kids, they do a certain type of bone surgery for the foot, maybe podiatry. That person is gonna be able to charge more money because they're solving a problem that is in a high demand, right? People want to make sure they get it done right. So looking that if you can solve bigger problems, then you can make more money. And if it is in demand, you will make more money. I want to tell another story here, so bear with me. It's a professor that teaches marketing, and so I don't know who taught it, um, but I heard the story and I thought it was really good. And he said, if we were to all open a hot dog cart, okay, a hot dog cart <laughs> selling hot dogs, what do you think would be your competitive advantage? What would you want as your competitive advantage? Would you want to have the best ingredients? Would you want to have the best location? Would you want to have the best looking stand? What would you want? And so the audience went around saying, you know, like, what would they want? And he said, what you would really want or what you need to sell the most hot dogs is a hungry crowd. 
You just need a hungry crowd, right? It doesn't matter what your hot dog stand looks like. The hot dogs could even be rubbish, right? They could be like nasty hot dogs without the best ingredients. But if you have a hungry crowd and they can see your hot dog stand, right? If there's demand there, you're going to sell. Right. So there is that market demand that is important, but understanding that if you make bigger offers and solve bigger problems to a market that isn't in demand, you will get paid more. And the other thing, the second thing to know about making more money on a side note, this is not part of the three keys, but it is part of the keys of belief is if you make more offers to more people, you will make more money. Meaning that if you get in front of more people and have that call to action promoting your products, sales, that's what that is. It's called marketing and sales. If you do more marketing and sales, you are inevitably going to sell more, right? So it's just a law of averages. If you are feeling like, oh, my business is slow, you need to get out there. You need to get the word out, get visible and make more offers. Like it doesn't have to be a complex funnel. You don't have to dance on TikTok. You don't have to do things you don't want to do. In fact, I will say to you that any area of marketing can work. So when people are like, what's the way you can do referral partners, which is what I love because it's leveraged, but you could do Instagram reels could be your thing, right? Or you could say, I'm going all in on Pinterest or LinkedIn or ads, whatever it is, that can be the thing that gets you there. But the idea is you have to go all in and be focused on that one thing, right? And so that you are showing up, making more offers to more people, right? Your offers of your service. That's what that is. Telling about your services and how you can help and how you have the solution to their problems. So making more offers to more people, those are the two keys for making more money and showing up. And then the other thing is having that focus where you're not building half built bridges. For me, if you look at like in terms of building wealth, actually I had a marketing background for spas. So I had some marketing, then I stack that because here's the thing you can compound your skills, meaning you're going to build on your skills, right? Anything that you learned, anything, even if you were a waitress, you probably learned customer service before, right? Anything that you did in the past, you learned from that. And then it's going to compound. Your skills are going to compound. They're going to get better. So for me, it was marketing in the spa. And from there, I then became an esthetician. And then from there, I learned permanent makeup. So I was making more each level up, right? Then I started to teach permanent makeup. And then I started to teach marketing. And then I started to grow with a team. And so all of these ways, this is going to help you keep building your skills and keep leveraging your business. So look at that, right? Look at those areas. Also, I just had down as an example of like that specialist. There's a difference in general eye doctor that you just go to get your vision checked and a cataract surgeon, right? They're going to charge more. There's a difference in the McDonald's food preparer, right? That's just uh, working in the kitchen versus a personal chef that specializes in healthy, low-cal keto meals right? And so there's also a whole lesson there on niching down, but that's a side topic. So we won't get into that. So getting out there on video, having your call to action, you're selling the solution to their problem and you can't be passive, right? A lot of people say to me, but April, I'm doing all the things. 
And I'm like, but really, are you doing all the things? Because I'm not even doing all the things. <laughs> like, I know I probably need to do some reels, but I just can't find the coordination in myself to do it <laughs> or the creativity. And again, hey, that's probably a limiting belief right there. See, I catch myself all the time. But anyways, so don't be passive with your marketing. Be active with your marketing. Then there's another quote that says, we don't get what we want. We get the level of beliefs in ourselves. So I didn't make that perfect. I did not get, that was not a good quote. I want to like rewind. If there was a better way to say that you get your beliefs right fueled by your skills and your habits, not your wants. That's a new quote that I just came up with because I butchered the original. <laughs> so I'm glad you're still with me after I'm butchering quotes. But anyways, all right. So we don't just get the goals we put on the paper, right? You have to know what are your beliefs? Do you really believe it's going to happen? And do you have the skills to make it happen? And then do you have the habits? Like, are your actions congruent? Are you consistent with those habits? But before we get to habits, let's talk about skills. So a great exercise to do is to write down all of your skills, write down all of the things that you kind of bring to the table, if you will, right? And what are you good at? What are you not good at? Write all of that stuff down. You can see what do you need to work on that's hurting your goals. I'm a big believer in doubling down on your strengths. So for example, we just had a call with my Elevate students and one of the students said, you know, April, I'm really having some tech frustrations and I know I need to go live on video and do more video. I'm just frustrated. But what's really working for me is referral partners, right? Because one of my points of difference is that I teach a leveraged strategy because I don't have a lot of time to do TikTok or reels and things like that. So I teach things, strategies that are going to get you in front of more people with less effort. And so the one of the ways of doing that is referral partners because you tap into their audience, right? So I love doing collaborations because it's a win-win-win. The audience of both wins and then each person that comes to the table wins because you're not just doing it selfishly, you're building each other's business. That's how collaborations work. And so she said, but my referral partners are really jumping and that's really working for me. And I said, hey, go all in on that. Like give yourself permission to let go of your, some of your weaknesses that aren't working for you and focus on what is working. Let's just say, for example, your goal is to grow your Instagram. Bad news. You have to do video. And that's bad news. If you don't like video, <laughs> if you love video, that is good news. Like celebration, right? You're like, all right. I love video, <laughs> but you know, they, keep saying Instagram, Adam Masseri has said recently, again, they are going all in on video. They talk about, they are doing kind of like twice a month updates, talking about all of the changes, about changing the feed and how that's going to look. People are going to have three different options about the changing of messaging. And like we've said before, they are saying that video is what they value. So if your goals are to grow your audience on Instagram. So you can choose how you grow your audience. You choose your platform. 
you have to be doing video. You guys know at this point, I'm like a broken record. I'm preaching to the choir. But so you have to look at your weaknesses. If your weaknesses don't align with your goals, then you have to fix it. But if you're like, that's not going to help me, go to referral partners, focus on your strengths is what I'm saying. So look at your skills. What is hurting you from getting to your goals? So what skills do you need to get to the next level? I think for most beauty professionals, they focus on their skills like, okay, I'm going to learn ombre brows. I'm going to learn volume lashes. And it's really the skills of marketing and sales, marketing and sales, right? That's what you need. Those are the skills, right? And that's something we're always working on. I'm constantly redefining my message of saying like, what does my audience need to hear? What does my audience need to hear, feel, and believe to trust me for my services? You should be asking the same thing for your audience. What does your audience need to hear, feel, and believe to buy your services? Right. Of course, there are lots of things that can be branched out and say that that will make you successful. But I think it boils down to these three core things and the three core things that I defined from looking at other successful people, looking at my students to say, what's the difference between this beauty boss that skyrockets her business and this one that stays stuck? And the difference is these three things, their beliefs, their character traits, and by character traits, I mean their habits their daily actions, and their skills. And these all build on each other. So we talked about your beliefs and what you believe is possible, right? And dreaming a bigger dream for yourself and getting around other people that support that. And we're talking now about your skills, like what skills do you need to upgrade? And it's usually sales and marketing, but it could be your service skills too, right? Maybe it's the skill of communicating your value. Guys, communicating your value, articulating how you are different, right? It's not enough to just say you're better. You have to show how you're better. We've all probably done some type of diet. If you are a female in today's world, you have definitely gone on a diet at some point in your life. And when you look at doing a diet or a healthy life change, you don't look for the third best. Right? Nobody's scrolling like, mm, who's, who's number two? <laughs> you want the best way to do it, right? That's what we want. We want the best. So you have to show how you are the best. You have to show how you are uniquely different, how you have a superior solution than your competition. That's all about articulating and communicating your value in service of the client, right? So we talked about stacking your skills. And we talked about how they compound, right? They actually build on each other. So it's not one plus one equals two. It's that experience and that experience is going to propel you up here, not just a little bit, right? And so thinking about where's the gap and what do you need to improve? You might be asking questions like one of the things that I'm lacking is I'm not consistent with my marketing, right? And so then you need to ask yourself the question, how do I create more consistency with my marketing, right? And instead of just getting down on yourself, like how do I create more consistency in my marketing? And where do you need support? Like where do you need to, because we can't do it all, right? The truth is actually trying to figure it out all on your own is pretty costly, right? Because you don't know what you don't know. And you can get there so much faster when you can learn from their mistakes, right? And they can show you the path 
And again, as we said, like there are different levels of your business. So there's that startup, there's build up, there's growth, and then there is scaling and impact. And you actually, you need different things at different stages, right? You need different skills at different stages. By the way, the skill that you need when you are building your business is different than the skill that you need when you are scaling. When you start to scale your business, now you need to work on your operations and your team, and it's a different level of skill, right? But you had that, and if you didn't build that skill along the way, right, you wouldn't be able, this is why it's so important when I say the skills compound, because if you didn't build that skill along the way, you would stay stuck at that next level, right? Because here's what happens. Oftentimes I see beauty professionals that are trying to do one thing, right? They're like, okay, I'm going to work on my Instagram. This is going to be the year 2022. I'm feeling 22. Okay. I just had to do it. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so you're like, that's it. I'm working on my Instagram. And then you start working on it and then it gets hard right? And life shows up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm busy or I don't look good. I don't want to go on camera. And then what we do is we're like, well, maybe what I really need to do is Pinterest. And so we stop in the hard part. We stop and then we start something new, right? Because when you first start something, you have a lot of quick wins. It, you're having progress. And then when we stop, when we get to the hard, and that's when you end up having a lot of half built bridges. You can't get to the other side, which by the way, on the other side is where momentum is. You can't get to the other side when you have these half built bridges and you quit when it gets hard. And I'm saying you, because it's me too. Listen, when I'm pointing a finger, at you, I got three pointing back at me. <laughs> these are lessons that I'm learning myself as I'm doing the work of like sitting down saying like, why aren't you reaching your goals and kind of evaluating it? So what happens is when you don't have that goal, when you don't build that full bridge, you don't get to the other side, which is where momentum is. And if you don't build that skill, you can't go to the next level, right? I often use the example of like a video game. If you don't finish that one level, you can't get to the next level and you need the skills for that next level that you're learning at this level. Ooh, preaching today. My iPad is about to die, but I am preaching. <laughs> I am preaching today that you need the skills. This is why you see people that like have like quick weight loss and then gain it all back. Give me a preaching if you feel like I'm preaching. <laughs> this is where you see like lottery winners that have a lot of money. They win a lot of money. And then a few years later, they are broke, right? Because they did not learn the skills of managing the money. They didn't learn how to do it. And so we have to, we're learning these skills. You are learning the skills of communicating and articulating your value so that you can turn that over to somebody else and that's no longer on your plate, right? And then you can do that. Again, so we're looking at our beliefs, we're looking at our skills, and then next week we're gonna look at our habits because guys, it all falls on your habits, right? Your habits, what you continually do, the actions that you take and the actions you don't take, right? I found that I was getting into a habit of that scroll, right? I, during the holidays, I was just like, 
oh, I'm scrolling, I'm wasting time. And I was saying I was doing research on the reels and whatever, but I really wasn't. I was just wasting time. That's a habit, right? And so we can have good habits and we can have bad habits. And we'll talk about that because what you do every day. And also I'm reading the book. I love the book, Atomic Habits. Have you seen that book, Atomic Habits? James Clear, I believe is his name that wrote it. Woo, finally got one today. I think I got one right. <laughs> and there's also a workbook that goes with it. It's really good at looking at habit stacking, looking at how you can get there. Anyways, I'm gonna jump from now. Bye guys, make it a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.